This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Before we get into the numbers game and our predictions, let's talk about some of the uh, availability and injury uh, situations this week on both sides of the ball for the Bears. Let's start with the offense. Stay there because Justin Fields, DJ Moore. Yeah, those are the headlines. Cole Komet had a hamstring injury. I don't think that will affect him too much. Tevin Jenkins looks like he's ready to take on a bigger role at left guard. What does the offensive backfield look like? Roshan Johnson's status and obviously, Khalil Herbert's out, so Deontay Foreman will be getting an extended role. What do you expect from this offense, given the injury situation? Yeah, for those in need of a streaming running back in fantasy, Deontay Foreman might be a guy to look at this week. Because as you mentioned, Khalil Herbert's going to be out for a little while. Roshan Johnson is still in concussion protocol. I wouldn't expect him to practice on Friday, which then basically uh, puts him uh, on the shelf for uh, Sunday's game against the Vikings. And so now you have the luxury of having a proven veteran who has stepped into moments previously in his career and has a track record of responding. Uh, Deontay Foreman obviously did so a year ago in Carolina, did so previously in Tennessee when Derrick Henry got hurt. And you've got a guy now who has such uh, unwavering confidence and belief in himself to go take on a heightened role immediately, even after the disappointment of of being inactive the last few weeks and having to deal with such a minimal role through the first five games of the season. This was one position that you and I talked about in August as being one that had that quality depth that really good teams have. Well, now you get to lean on that quality depth a little bit. And I think that's one area where where you you, you know you don't lose a lot of sleep if you're Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, because you understand that like we built this room up to withstand something like this, and now's our chance to prove it. Do you agree with me that Tevin Jenkins at left guard, Cody Whitehair moving to center, and obviously the right side of the line coming together, playing the more reps they get, the more, I think, effective they're going to be with Darnell Wright and Nate Davis. Still obviously waiting for Braxton Jones to come back at mm-hmm. left tackle for, instead of Larry, Larry Borum. But Tevin Jenkins in 37 snaps, yeah, his conditioning still may be an issue, but I wonder if that's overblown, Dan. This is a different offensive line when he's lined up at left guard. Well, look, like the conversation with Tevin Jenkins has always been how long is he going to be lined up at left guard, you know, and that's that's where we're at. And, I, you know, I I get a sense in the building this week that they may still be on a rotation this week with Tevin Jenkins, which would which would leave you with Jatari Carter, uh, who's obviously gotten a lot of experience already this year uh, as someone that could split some time up there. Um, 
look like like we know who Tevin is when he's a fully healthy, <laughs> engaged football player up front. He's just out of the lineup so often that you just kind of sit there uh, sitting on pins and needles waiting for the next injury to pop up. And so so that that's where the worry is with Tevin Jang is I do think you're right in saying that like they're getting more hole up front. Like they, they, they just seem to to have a little bit more stability. And if you can keep that going forward, all of a sudden you see kind of the the fruits that that bears. And 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 hopefully uh hopefully Braxton Jones won't be too long and and hopefully Tevin can stay healthy and and all of a sudden you've got <laughs> that stability that that for you know 22 games of the Maddie Reflux era has not been there. Let's go back to the defense in the secondary, getting healthier. Jalen Johnson with the hamstring coming back on the practice field. Kyler Gordon certainly been out on injured reserve since breaking the uh, hand, had the hand injury in the opener. He's going to be back. Also, it looks like Eddie Jackson mm, could be yeah. back. I think that looks good. So you're talking about your starting secondary. Matt Everflus spoke highly of Terrell Smith and still getting opportunities. You've got Tyreek Stevenson. Hey, lest anybody forget – Greg Stroman had two sacks and a pick on Thursday night football against the Commanders. This is a secondary that looks like it's getting healthier, and when healthy is possibly the strength, the strongest unit on this team. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I, th- I think it is when it's fully healthy. Um, you, I think you've phrased that really well. I think uh, my expectation is that Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon will play on Sunday, and you said, eh, with Eddie Jackson. And so I'm still kind of waiting to to feel that one out and and trust that one with my own eyes when I when I see it. Um, as soon as that group is is fully intact as a quintet, you know, the Stevenson, Johnson, Gordon, and then on the back end with Brisker and Jackson, you've got a group that not only um, – has that cohesion, but they, they have that, that juice that we talked about through the summer that is contagious. And, and, and when you're able to create opportunities for your offense and then your offense goes and scores and and then you know how that whole thing works, right? Like, and so the quicker they can get back to closer to full strength, I think it was 27 snaps in the opener that they played with those five on the field at the same time. And that's it. That's all, that's all we've seen so far. And so uh, it went, it went wayward (laughs) after Kyler Gordon was lost in that game and it didn't stop being uh, wayward until last, last Thursday. I've wondered this aloud a couple times on the Mullen Haw show this week, Dan, and, and I think it, it continues to kind of make me wonder, getting these guys back, getting a secondary that is whole, I wonder what effect that has on Matt Eberflus's approach. He's calling defensive signals. He's going to probably do that the rest of the season. And against the commanders, he blitzed 28% of the time, basically one out of every four snaps, which for a cover two conventional scheme, is quite a lot for a defense that wants to get pressure from us from four. Does the return of guys you trust more make you more aggressive or less aggressive because you trust them in zone coverage? A lot of moving parts because you're able to send more pressure at a young quarterback like Sam Howell than you are at a guy like Kirk Cousins who sees it well, who diagnoses it well, who detects it well and knows where his answers are. And so you have to pick and choose your moments a lot more against a guy like Cousins than you do against a Sam Howell. But look, like you can't um, go back to being overly conservative. You can't 
take for granted the, the idea that that you're going to have to manufacture pressure for a while here until until you get a front that shows it can consistently both dent the pocket and get around the edge in ways that make life for opposing quarterbacks uh you know uh, disruptive and 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 unhealthy <laughs> you know so to speak so um we'll see what direction that goes but i i, I like that this this is going to be a fun test of that because you also now have the luxury going into Sunday of not having to do all the things that you might have to otherwise do if Justin Jefferson was on the field. You know what I mean? And so like there is now a, a, a certain game within the game that you can play that you would not have been able to play if you were having to devote so much extra attention to the best receiver or at least one of the top two uh, in the game right now. Justin Jefferson on injured reserve. Dalvin Cook is in uh, uh, New York. Uh, he's not walking through that door. Kirk Cousins still there indefinitely until he, you know, waves his no trade clause. Who is the who is the guy on the Vikings offense that maybe you fear that might on Sunday afternoon become a nuisance to Bears fans? I just wrote it. T.J. Hawkinson. You know, that's the guy. He's got 30 catches. He's been targeted 39 times this year. Uh, came. I think he's got 90 catches, David, since he came over to the Vikings in that trade last November. Um, so that was obviously an investment that the Vikings made. You know, traded some draft picks away and got the got the the Lions uh, to to give him away on a, on a bargain and he's been productive the Vikings signed him to a four-year I think it was 68 and a half million dollar extension right before the regular season began and and the return on investments have been positive right now and that's a guy that I think the Bears are going to have to pay a lot of attention to uh and and try to, to to minimize his damage you know Jordan Addison the rookie out of Southern Cal has been really impressive through the first five games but a lot of that is because he's benefited from the attention that people have been paying to Justin Jefferson and so now he will take on a new test of of what what do you do when when all the the, the coverage isn't tilted one direction. Can you respond? And so uh, those are certainly two guys to keep an eye on, but I, I would, I would circle Hawkinson on my flip card and say, keep an eye on this dude. 